0: Welcome to the Real Estate Unhinged podcast, where we explore real experiences out in the field that no one talks about. We hope you laugh, share, and join us seeing filtros with a splash of our New England Spanglish flavor. Let's get real with the legends before us. I'm your host, Keishla Hey guys, I am back and trying to keep my word and the promises to me go me <laughs> Anyways, um I wanted to basically go back to what the whole point of this podcast was supposed to be about. Um I was realizing that since it took so long for me to get the first original takes to come out and the first original people to do it, and I'm like, well, why am I waiting for other people to do this when I want to do it? Um I lost sight of why I wanted to do it and what the actual podcast was supposed to be about. So, My original thought process was to make sure that we had a platform where we can showcase where and how things go when real estate shows its ugly head. And I feel like right now, most of the world looks at real estate agents as, oh, my God, these people just freaking open houses, open doors, and they just make bank and they just sell them for no reason. They barely do anything. When in the reality is, yeah, we are glamorized to to. Open doors. We do open doors. But what we really do is actually deal with a lot of shit people. (laughs) And that's just me being really blunt about the whole situation. Real estate is literally a clusterfuck, a shit show, a disaster, a beautiful mess. Like it's just everything all combined. And anytime you have a business oriented business or career, or industry that has to deal with biz with people, it, it can get messy. There are so many types of people out there that you basically have to deal with in order for something to happen and communicate and interact with and know how to say certain things. So the whole point of this podcast was to share and showcase what the crazy things happen in real estate to basically show you as a consumer or whoever just sharing your opinions you can join us and experience sharing our experiences that are insane with real estate now I know for a fact that we put on a pretty face, we dress up, we go to a lot of networking events, and I've heard it personally from family members uh, that all you guys do is go to, to networking events and drink, and you guys don't really actually do anything, and you know, you go to parties here and there, you travel the country for networking events or seminars, and like, what do you actually do? But if they only knew what it actually took to be a real estate agent, like, there's some days where I get up and I'm like, why the fuck am I in this business? Like, why am I, like, struggling here? And the matter of fact is that it's really fucking hard. You are constantly, constantly hustling. You are constantly looking for the next deal. You are constantly dealing with people that just don't get the fucking program. And, it's hard to deal with others that just don't get it. They're just not getting it. They don't understand what's happening. Um, They don't give a shit, honestly. (laughs) They don't give a shit about what you're doing or what you want or anything like that. So I wanted to bring that back, make sure that we understood that real estate is not for the faint of heart. Um, It actually requires guts. It requires understanding that... You know, it's it's something that we really, really have to work at and do. And sorry, my phone keeps ringing our text messages. So I thought I'd put that on pause, but apparently it didn't. So side note, trying to make sure I have no notifications. But, you know, it's it's been like it can get real scary out here. It really can. And I'm just like, okay, so how do I express the type of situations that occur within our our daily lives like any given day I could be home all day doing jack shit yes you're right but in that so-called jack shit that I'm doing sorry I'm swearing so much today for some reason I'm feeling spicy um there are things that I got to make sure that happen so if I get an email from a client or a text message or an attorney that's reaching out I can't just be like oh I'll deal with that tomorrow when I'm actually working no no I have to reply no matter where I am, at what point in time, um, you know, like with my kids or whatever. If something's falling apart, you need to make sure you're on the phone to make sure that you get this back on track. So I wanted to be the first to basically showcase what crazy things have happened to me. I have a couple of stories that um, are pretty funny, pretty crazy, pretty dangerous, and um, I just wanted to share that with you guys because... That was the whole point of this whole podcast is to get people's experiences of their most insane stories. Like what has happened to you in this insane real estate career? Like how long have you been in the business? What has happened that you think you will never forget? And I have a few of them myself. So I'm sure that people that are in the business even longer than I am, you know, have plenty of stories to tell. So the first one that I want to talk about is just a crazy one to begin with. Um, so a couple of years ago, I got a call from a random lead that came into the to my sales thing, and. Um, I answered the call, and he was interested in a property in Lowell, and I ended up, you know, saying, okay, let's go take a look. I think it was a holiday or something, so I'm like, yeah, sure, if you're in town, I'll step away from a party that I'm going to be at, and I'll show you the property. It's right down the street from where I'm going to be. I'll uh, go take a look, show it to you real quick, and then I'll, you know, I'll live my day, and um, sometimes that's just how it goes. You have one hour that you have to go do something, and then you're free for the whole day, so I was like, okay, cool. So um, I was at the party, whatever. I forget what it was. You know, maybe, I think it actually is, was Labor Day and literally this week coming up. That's so funny. Um, so whatever. So we're just hanging out, doing our thing and um, we're having a party and I'm like, okay, I got to go downtown to uh, go show this house real quick. I'll be right back. It's a condo downtown, quick, easy, fast. It's an older gentleman. I've never met him. I've spoken to him a couple times on the phone. Um, he's really interested in this unit. Let's go take a look. So I went Um, I left my kids, everybody at the party, and I went to downtown. Easy peasy, I parked downtown, and everything was fine. Everything was literally a okay, perfect day, beautiful day, family was together. I'm like, I'll be right back. It'll take me like 20 minutes, half hour tops, blah, blah, blah. So I park, I go to the property. It's in the middle of downtown, so there's a lot of mill buildings, there's a lot of. brick buildings, a lot of old history, historical buildings that like they've been converted to condos. So I'm like, okay, cool. So the one that I was showing was literally right next to an old bank that they were in the middle of renovating to become a condo. But the next door was already converted to condos. So um, they had a keypad on the door. So I opened the door and that's the main front door to get into the building. So I opened the door and it's dark in the hallway. and I'm like, what the hell? Why is it dark in the hallway? Isn't this a main hallway? Like, Who does that? What kind of a condo association doesn't have lights in the hallway that automatically turn on or that are always turned on? So whatever. So I just walk in, like I own the place, like I normally would, and I'm looking for lights. And I'm like, okay, where the fuck are the lights? Um, The guy is also looking for lights. And there's one door, as you walk in, there's one door as straight ahead of you. So it's, you know, the same level, right? And so just let me paint the picture for you, okay? We're coming from a bright sunny day outside and we open the door and it's pure darkness. So of course, your eyes need to take a minute to adjust, which I already wear glasses to begin with. I'm blind for, like to far away and at nighttime it's even worse. So from going to a beautiful day to pitch black hallway. I'm like, "Okay, cool. I need to act like I know what the fuck I'm doing." So I walk into the building. I go straight, and I follow the, the baseboard. So there's a baseboard that goes on the ground right next to um, the door that's directly in front of me. So I'm assuming there's a hallway, right? There's a hallway, and I'm just trying to find the lights to the hallway. So as I'm walking towards the door and follow the, the what is it called, the trim on the bottom, I follow that because it goes all the way down as if it was a hallway. I literally start flying in the air, okay? I'm not even joking how long I fell for. I fell for so long that I realized that I was falling and that something was going on and I was flying for so long that I I had moments to think, wow, I am in the air. This is bad. I cannot see Something's going down right now. So (laughs) come to find out there was stairs and I just launched myself as if I was taking my first step into a pool and just dove right in, literally all the way down the stairs. There was a flight of stairs. I think there was like 25 stairs that I flew down. So as I took my first step, I obviously landed on a few steps down from the top step, crushed my ankle, completely obliterated it because it was so fucked. And then once I landed on that ankle with my entire weight thinking there was a floor, um, twisted ankle, broke it. Then after that, that initially launched me down the stairs and I commenced my flight (laughs) into orbit And then finally hit the stairs, uh, myself and slid all the way down, causing me to have rug burn on my face, on my shoulder. I ended up hitting my other leg, um, on the, the steps themselves on my shins. My shin was so black and blue. It was ridiculous, um, And it was just a shit show. So I, and then as soon as, like, I realized, holy fuck, I'm sliding down the stairs now. I was flying. Now I'm on the floor sliding. Um, I eventually stop at the bottom of the stairs as soon as I hit the wall at the bottom. So at this point, I am hysterical. This old man does not know what to do. He's at the top of the stairs. He finally finds the lights. And I am at the bottom of the stairs literally screaming, crying, swearing, all of the above, holding my foot and I'm like, oh my God, my foot is broken. My ankle's broken. I, I'm crying, literally crying in front of this man I've never met. And I'm not a crier for you. For those of you that know me, you know, I'm not a crier. You know, I'm a tough bitch. You know that I'm not the type to puss out. And I was in literal tears. I didn't care who was watching. I was crying, screaming, yelling, swearing. It was horrific. So then I'm like, oh my God. And he's like, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, I don't even know what to do. All I know is that I'm fucked. My ankle is fucked. I'm just laying here crying. So then, you know, he's like, I'm going to call 911. I'm like, okay, you do that because as of right now, (laughs) I cannot help you. So whatever. So he calls the ambulance and they're on their way. At this point, I can compose myself. And even though I'm in hysterical pain I realized oh my god this is a client I need to get my shit together and hold this in and rein it in a little bit so I'm like okay I'm gonna sit here and hold my foot because I cannot walk and I am all fucked up on the other side from rug burn I swear to you if there was no rugs on that car on those stairs I would have been dead I would have 1000% died down those stairs because it was horrific so anyways so I, I I gained my composure I relax a little bit. I'm still crying. I'm trying to hold it in. I'm in like severe pain all over the place. And I'm like, "Um, you can still go into the property and take a look around. (laughs) He's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. What the fuck else am I going to do? I'm waiting for the ambulance. Who cares? So I give him, I, I have him open the door. I give him the code to the door, which you're not supposed to do. But at that point, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. So I gave him the door code to go into the house and i just sat in the hallway at the bottom of the stairs waiting for the ambulance to come get me so he goes and takes a look at the sto- the house and he's like oh it's nice and by that time um he waited a couple more minutes and the ambulance arrived and comes to find out that they couldn't even get me from the bottom of the stairs the flight of stairs were so high so long that they were like it's safer for you to just climb up the stairs on your butt and then we'll get you at the top, basically is what they said, so that's what I did, I scooted my butt up all the way to the top, so they can bring me to the hospital, and the, the, the buyer was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, Uh, I don't think I'm gonna buy this house, and I'm like, fuck, (laughs) I almost killed myself for a damn house, and you're not gonna buy it, so yeah, so then, they brought me to the hospital and I said goodbye to the seller to the buyer and I'm like, Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I freaked out. I'm so he's like, Don't worry about it. Like he was very nice, very caring, very nice gentleman. And I'm like, Oh my God. So whatever. So they take me to the hospital and I'm like sitting there for hours and I'm they're telling me that my ankle's not broken. And I look at them like, Are you joking? Look at it. It's hanging. <laughs> like it's literally hanging by it just being on top and then so it was so swollen they said well you have to come back in a couple days because it's so swollen we can't see the actual bone if it's broken or not so I'm like all right so they send me home They're like we're, we're assuming it's sprained only you just go home and just wrap it I'm like are you kidding me so they gave me crutches they send me home this was like four hours later okay The people at the party were like, where the fuck did you go? I didn't even tell them until after when I needed someone to go pick up my car from downtown to go bring it back to the freaking party. So it was like a long ass day. So whatever. So I go to the party, hang out there. And um, that was the beginning of my six month journey of not walking. Okay, six months of me being in a boot, of me being... Um, not able to just, just do anything. Like it was so painful. Any little move I made was just pain, pure pain. And then on my other leg, so the foot that I actually broke the ankle on was fucked up, swollen, couldn't do anything. And if I put my foot down, the pressure of the blood and all that was just, it was just horrible. So it was just pure agony. And then my other ankle where I slid down and it hit my shins all the way down, that was bruised. So it was like the, it was rug burned, bruise because it hit every step all the way down on my shin. Imagine sliding down on your shins only and, and having a big ass bruise on your shin. So that was all fucked up. So no matter what position I was doing or anything, I was just in pain. And then I had rug burn on my face. I had rug burn on my shoulder. And I'm like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. So comes a, a you know, a couple days later, I'm like, you know what? I need to go back. Like, this is ridiculous. There's no way this is a sprained ankle. I got to go back and get another opinion. So I went back and they're like, this n-, I'm like, n- there's no way it's, it's not broken. You have to check it. I've had sprained ankles before. This is not it. I've never broken a real bone before until this moment. And I'm like, this is broken. So they do another x-ray and they are like, oh wow, we need to send you to a specialist. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? it's that bad. It's like, yeah, there's, there's nothing we could do for you right now. We can't fix, ha- fi- we can't put a cast on that the way it is. We need you to go see a specialist. I'm like, okay, fuck. Okay, cool. So we go to a specialist. The specialist does another set of x-rays and he's like, what the fuck did you do? You destroyed your ankle. What happened? And then I told him a story. I'm like, this is what happened, blah, blah, blah. He's like, wow. Um, he's like, well, so what we can do, these are your options. You are young enough that we can let it heal on its own and you just do physical therapy. And, you know, it's not going to be the same, but you're young enough that you will heal enough to be back to relatively okay. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, or we can ha- we can do a surgery, massive surgery, to try and piece together what you did and fix it the way that we would if it was open but it would probably be worse if we put any screws in there. You're definitely not going to ever be the same. Regardless, you you crush the cartilage between your bone and your ankle. So you, you're not, you're just not going to be the same no matter what. And I'm like, and he's like, and it could add extended time to your recovery if we do the surgery. And I'm like, oh, great. Um, so whatever. So I'm like, OK, you know what? If you're saying that I'm young enough to, to let it heal, then fine. Let it heal. Let it be. I'm like, okay, just let it, let it, let me live. I'll go home and just figure it out. So at this time I had, I had three kids and two of them were literally, I think under the age of six. So I was like running around the house. Well, clearly not running around the house. I was crawling around the house, literally crawling around the house. So I'm like, okay, so this is the beginning of my six months of me just wearing the boot, and then i okay so then i'm like okay the the what are those things called the the crutches so the crutches they they are more pain than than just having your freaking crawling around so i'm like you know what there has to be something better than crutches to be walking around so i started googling on amazon like knee brace and um you know those little scooters that you can use for the, for people that you hurt their knees or whatever so i'm like oh i found this crutch that you can stand with it, but it, you're really standing on your knee and then you have the brace underneath and then your foot is like bent backwards. So it's hanging. It's like not down, which would hurt every time I would walk like that. So I literally used this contraption for six months in the middle of winter. I started showing houses when I was stable enough to walk on the thing. Because the thing you required to figure out your balance on this new leg, it was like a fake prosthetic leg that you just put on and took off. It was plastic. You just bent your knee and just sat on it. Um, Well, put your knee in it. You didn't really sit on it. Um, So I would start wearing that. And at that time, I was my son's soccer coach. I was doing real estate. I was doing event planning. I was doing so much shit at that time. And I'm like, I cannot be home. Like, I cannot not walk. It's, it's just not a possibility. This is not an option. So I bought the contraption. I figured out how to balance myself. I added a little extra more cushion to the knee because the padding on it didn't really work. Um, and after a while, your knee would start hurting. So I'm like, great, I'm trying to heal my ankle, and then I'm going to fuck up my knee. Like, why am I doing this? So I had to add extra padding to that. And then um, I just kept on going. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep on letting it heal. I can't really do much with myself anyway. So I didn't wear heels for about a year, a year and a half. Um, I couldn't walk for six months straight. So at that point, I'm like, okay, well, I could start putting my foot down and you know work my way up to being able to stand on my own again, which is great. So I just kept doing that and I'm like, okay, well... Let's see how far I can take this. I was literally on the soccer field with my son. I was a soccer coach at that time and this is all voluntary. So at that point there was not many people that were out there doing that. And, you know, I'm not gonna let my son not have a coach because her mom is his mom is crippled at the time. So I um I sat there on the field, I had some parents take pity on me and they were like, oh, we will help, we'll give them the drills, we'll run around with them, you know, so that did help (laughs) Um, and then um, luckily it was my left foot that I broke my ankle so I was able to still drive and I would just sit in my, my car and, you know, take my leg off so I would be able to fit in the car, put it in the front seat, like it was a whole ordeal. And I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot even imagine living this life for real. This is just temporary. But I give those people that had tragedies and lose a limb that is, you know, I give them so much credit that it's super hard to just adjust to life to get things done. But um, now I understand that you just do what you got to do to make your life good. So it was very, very difficult to just get back into the groove as to, okay, this is what I got to do. This is how I got to do it. You have to think ahead in advance be, to make sure that you are going to be good. And that's just how it went on for the next six months. And then um, I would slowly take it off and see if I can make it down the hallway or make it to the bathroom or just basic little things just to like give my knee a rest and use just the boot. But it was so painful. It was such such a pain in the ass. And then I was so traumatized that I was afraid to put my foot down. I was afraid to just, you know, do normal things because it was so painful and traumatizing the whole time being in pain the whole time. So, and they didn't give you meds or anything. They were just like, "Oh, suck it up. Take some Motrin." Such like situation. There was no medication involved. So, I'm like, "Okay, maybe I should have taken <laughs> maybe I should have did the surgery. They would have given me something then." But I made it. And um, so whatever, six months later, um, I decided to start walking again and making it better. And it took day to day by day, every step, you know, and then I would get tired and, you know, take breaks and all that stuff. So um, and then for a whole solid year and a half, I wore just flat shoes that had support systems in it. So that way, um, I could just walk normal and thankfully now I could wear heels um, but it's all in moderation I can't stand for too long I can't walk for too long um, I can't like without having it be in pain I can't do a lot for long um, I used to run and work out and things like that and now it's just like I got to prepare myself mentally if I'm going to go work out and, and go for a jog or a run. It's just, it, it's painful. It gets, it hurts too fast and it's not worth it. So it's, it's just a pain in the butt. So now I just think of, okay, this is what I'm doing today. These are the things I got to do. I always have sandals in my car now because if I have heels or if I'm going at an event, you bet your ass that I'm going to be the one in, in no shoes by the end of the night if I don't have my sandals from the car. So, and I have no shame, no fucks given when it comes down to my comfort. I will take my shoes off where, whenever, wherever I need to because it is so painful Um, but yeah, so yeah, that was my story of me basically almost dying on a showing and, um, that is not even the most dangerous one (laughs) that's happened to me personally. So I can't wait to hear other people, um, and their stories and see what they have to say. But, uh, that was me in my year and a half of just shit show, three kids, one leg, one discombobulated ankle and, Being a coach, an event planner, uh, managing a company that I was working with, and just killing it all through the New England weather. And let me tell you one thing that using that leg contraption thing in the middle of winter when there's ice and snow is the most dangerous, it's even more dangerous than the actual fall because if you fell with that thing, you are screwing yourself up. So it was just, it was a mess. It was a mess. My, my life was a disaster at that time. And until this day, so the other f- ankle, the other foot that I messed up, my shin, that still is sensitive. I think I messed up some nerves or something in there when it fell all the way down and just hit all the way down. Um, and my ankle is clearly all messed up. So I am a hot mess over here. I am a hot mess. But hey, we keep on going and Now we have a funny story. Now I laugh at it. But when it happened, I'll tell you right now, I was screaming and cricking and I wanted to kill everybody because like who shuts off lights? There was no sunlight, no windows, no anything, no automatic turn on lights, nothing. It was just straight darkness. And I'm a dumbass and thought that there was a hallway instead of stairs because it went down into the basement and I didn't know that. So literally at least 25 stairs that I flew down and I'm like, oh, okay, today I die. (laughs) But I didn't. So thank God. Um, but yeah, so my, my uh, tip for you is to always, always step into a room slowly and make sure you have your footing correctly and you find the light or use your phone. I, that was what happened. I was literally walking in trying to put my flashlight on my phone as I was walking in trying to put the flashlight on my phone and clearly I saw the door, I saw the border at the, at the bottom. And I just followed the white border trim and thought that that was a hallway. And when I looked down to put my phone flashlight on, it was a little too late and I just started flying. So the story of my life, disaster, a beautiful mess, but a disaster. So that was my epic, literal fall down the stairs and get back up situation. Um, I did not sell that property and that old man did not end up buying with me. I think I scarred him for life and he ended up finding somebody else. I guess his nephew got licensed a couple months later and he ended up using him instead. So I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. He's like, I hope you're good. I was calling. He called me a couple days after just to check in to see how I was doing too. Very sweet man. And I hope he did find a beautiful house that he was looking for. But um, he did not use me. (laughs) He did not use me but um, we live and we learn. So anyways, um, off to the next one. See you guys next time. And I hope to hear your crazy stories and how things happened when you were in real estate and what happened um, that you just will not forget. That is all for today. And I hope to see you guys soon. Bye-bye.